Welcome back to the Society Case Files podcast. My name is Robert and I'll be your host. Today I'm going to talk about the tools I use for writing both physical and software. I delve into quite a few, so I thought that it might help new people who are just getting into the field to sort of hear what someone who's been doing it for a long time professionally uh, uses on a day-to-day basis. I'm going to start with the laptop. I used to use Windows machines way back. In fact, I wrote Glamour and Shadows on a 17-inch Samsung beast of a laptop. Um, I didn't really like it all that much. It was plasticky. The keys sunk far too much when you type. I typed pretty fast and unfortunately a little hard back then. So you could kind of feel the whole thing buckling under your under the weight of your typing. And it was just too much. So I really wanted to get into something that was a little bit more sturdy. And I was at a book signing for one of the Dune books by Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson. And I noticed that one of them used the 17 inch MacBook. Well, I was out of my price range at the time. But once it wasn't, um, I picked up my first Mac laptop. At this point, I'm using a MacBook Air with the M1 chip. Um, and I'm considering upgrading here in the next little bit. Um, mine actually did have a problem when I first got it. The trackpad uh, broke really fast. I had to actually send it in uh, to Apple's credit. It only took a couple days and it was free because it was under warranty. So that's something to keep in mind. Apple Care also is a great uh, way of keeping your equipment safe. Now, I tried to use an iPad way early on because it was just so inexpensive comparatively. But at that point, and I guess that was about 11 years ago, uh, the version of the word processor I wanted to use didn't recognize hotkeys for changing typeface to italics or bolds. And I used that a lot in my writing, so it just wasn't practical to use the iPad then. That problem has naturally been resolved at this point, so I can use them interchangeably. Basically, whenever one is very low on battery life, I swap to the other one and just keep going. Um, the nice thing is, is that they both use the same word processor. They both use the iCloud so I can jump between them really easily and never lose any work or time. Um, I also use my Mac mini on occasion when I happen to be at my desk doing maybe art stuff and I'm waiting for something to happen. I can throw down a few paragraphs with it as well, which leads me to the word processor I use. And that's really important to me. I've always been using pages since I got into the Mac. And way back then, all it did was word processing with the italics and the bolds that I needed. There was no other bells and whistles, no frills, no junk that got in the way. Since then, they have added tons of stuff to it. It's been pretty annoying. Um, I started using it when you still had to pay for it. I think it's free whenever you buy a Mac now. Um, It's still awesome. I just wish there wasn't quite as much crap to get in the way of just writing on it. Um, It's also not good with any of the editing software. So it really is just a place to put the idea down to finish the project. And then you're going to have to move it to another place for things like editing or, you know, formatting, whatever else you want to do. I suppose you could format with pages if you were really dedicated They have added a lot of tools for that. It's just not how I use it. So pages is just the place that I type the work into and then move it somewhere else. I also use Final Draft whenever I'm doing screenplays. I used to use Scrivener for that, which I'll talk about in a few moments. 
But Final Draft has so many awesome features that it's just absolutely worth it if you're going to do any kind of work that involves hiring other people to do the voices for your story. Uh, in the case of doing The Lost Disciple or The Malevolence audio drama, I was able to provide them with reports straight out of Final Draft to let them know how many words they were going to be reading, uh, how who they were interacting with. I could basically export out just their parts. It's really slick. And the iOS version was only $10. And I got that. And then the uh, version that I use on the Mac is is 200, I think. Now, I will caution that on the PC version, I have used it there and it crashed a lot, like all the time. So it's kind of pointless to use it on my PC, but I've never had any trouble with the Mac. Um, and I've used it on the Mac Mini, on an iMac, on a Mac Studio, the MacBook Air, and it's been fine for all of those. So Final Draft, if you're going to do screenplays, it's kind of an essential tool. And and just as an aside, I never thought so. It just looked like uh, it just looked like a place to type in your uh, your screenplay with a few shortcuts. But once I did a deep dive, it became obvious that it was a whole lot more than that. And so, again, highly recommended. Uh, next word processor I want to talk about is the flagship beast of Microsoft. It's Word. I use Word for two things. I use it for editing because all of the editing software I use plugs directly into it. Primarily on the PC, I might add, because Grammarly on the Mac doesn't do what I need it to do. I also use it to format a little bit when I'm doing things like working on the role-playing game or trying to develop some kind of handout for a, for a game or whatever I'm doing. I'll use Word to create master sheets and that sort of thing. Um, so as far as a word processor goes, I think it's way overbloated. It's actually slow. After a certain point of pages, the thing starts to really bog down. I have one document right now that's just about 700 pages and loading it is a nightmare. So Word is not necessarily the best, in my opinion. I know that a lot of folks use it because maybe they got it with their subscription service to Microsoft or whatever other reason. Uh, it's also prolific and it's kind of been shoved down our throats, but I don't really think it's the best choice for the task of writing a book. Uh, there's a better option if you don't want to go with Mac and you don't want to use Pages and I'll talk about that in a moment as well. So not word processing, but formatting. Yeah, I use InDesign, uh, which basically used to be PageMaker. I've used that too. I do not use Publisher. Publisher, I don't even know if they make that anymore. They might. I haven't looked in a long time. Uh, it's probably part of one subscription for Microsoft if it does exist. I, I'm sorry, I don't know. But InDesign being part of the Adobe suite that I pay for already for doing art it's very convenient. I happen to know how to use it pretty well. And I'm currently laying out the Malevolence role-playing game with it. And it's just dreamy. There are a whole bunch of alternatives that you could Google. Some of them are the same price to just buy them outright as it costs for one month of the Adobe subscription that I have. So that might be something that you'd want to look into. And there are some free options as well. So as if you have to do layout and design, there are loads of places you can go. I personally use InDesign. I just think it's easy and it has a lot of support. It's kind of a standard for me. So definitely one that I recommend. As far as organization is concerned, 
I use Scrivener. There are other tools that basically do this, but I have found Scrivener to be the best. It has a lot of features that I don't personally use. I generally have all of my characters organized in there, my locations, and the way that Scrivener works is it basically puts them on little three by five cards that when you click on them, they open up and you get more detail on whatever it is that you're looking at. So whether it's research on some random, I don't know, bit of trivia, maybe you need to know more about the FBI. So you just do a, a, a an info dump into Scrivener or you just have your character's backgrounds in there, whatever the case Scrivener does that stuff very well. You can add pictures, you can do all kinds of stuff. It even has its own word processor that is actually pretty slick. And I'd say it's better to use Scrivener for a word processor than it is uh, to use Word itself. Uh, the Scrivener iOS version that I use um, is also fantastic. It has the ability to do screenplays. Actually, they both do, so I shouldn't make it sound like one is better than the other in that regard. They they could both do screenplays and they both do them very well. And I have used that for screenplays in the past until I bought Final Draft. Scrivener could be your one-stop shop for most of what you do as a writer if you wanted it to be. Uh, it's also not very expensive and the licensing is pretty reasonable. I did have to upgrade to the newer version because they did make quite a few changes. But uh, all around, I think it's pretty slick. One thing to take note of is that since the application works on Windows and Mac, it doesn't use the iCloud to sync. It actually uses Dropbox, and I'm not a big fan of them. They're a little antiquated in so many ways. I'm more of a Google Drive person when it comes to saving documents um, and iCloud, of course. But uh, Scrivener uses Dropbox, so that's something to keep in mind uh, if you want to use your project over multiple computers, that's what you're going to have to do. So you have to have an account with Dropbox. If you don't care, if you're not using multiple devices, if you do everything on one, then that doesn't matter to you at all. And Scrivener will be great. So uh, no big deal uh, there for you. All right, let's talk about editing software. I use four different ones. There are a slew of them out there, pretty much more than I can count. The four that I use are White Smoke, Perfect It, Grammarly, and the editor that's built into Word. Using all four of them, I catch quite a few mistakes. I catch the more obvious grammar problems, and I catch some of my own pet peeves. Now, the reason that I use these in particular is because they will analyze a large book. They'll do anything I throw at it. Many of the other ones actually do things a little better, but they don't do massive chunks of text. In fact, most of them top out around 5,000 words. That's completely pointless if you've just written a 70,000 word book or even more. So that's why these are my go-to choices. White Smoke is not going to analyze the entire book for you. What you do with that is that you basically go through and select paragraphs, maybe two or three at a time, maybe even a whole page, hit a button, and then it will do an analysis of what is going on. And it finds my pet peeve of multiple of the same word in short periods of time, whether that is a word used three to five times within two paragraphs or that sort of thing. I really like that. 
whenever I'm reading a book and I see that happen, it drives me a little crazy. I'm not saying people shouldn't do it. It just drives me nuts. And it's something that I like to fix. It also will catch when you use a word way too much. Like a great example is that I used to have a real addiction to the word that. Uh, once I started using white smoke, it taught me that problem. And so I fixed that. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so white smoke is pretty cool. It had what uh, they called a lifetime license. And that lifetime license, I guess, was for like a very small amoeba-like animal because that equated out to like two years. So I had to kind of fight with them to get my license fixed in that regard because it wasn't cheap. Um, anyway, you can uh, check that one out and see if it'll work for you. Perfect it helps me with continuity. It'll check the document and say, hey, you spelled this weird name two different ways or are they the same thing at all? And then you can fix it. So Perfected is pretty neat. It also analyzes the whole document and it provides you with some pretty cool reports. Lots of people know all about Grammarly. I have the premium version. It does find a lot of great stuff and it really helps me clean up documents. Some of the things that drive me a little crazy is that you can't turn off certain things. Like if I don't want to see every hyphenation suggestion, I just can't turn that off. It's going to show all of them to me regardless. And I can't specify the correctness stuff that I'm looking for. So maybe I just want to look at spelling errors the first time through. Can't do it. You're going to see a whole lot of other things along with it. So it's a little bit daunting, especially with a massive book when you've got 100,000 pages and it's telling you that there's 1,200 things wrong. And you've got to basically scroll through the whole book, find them, evaluate them, see if it actually found a real problem or if it's AI being wonky and go from there. It has some other interesting features like it will help you with uh, inclusivity if it finds that you use a word like, for example, manpower. That's not a very inclusive word, so it will actually call that out for you. And there's plenty of other examples of things to help clean up your document. It'll even tell you, hey, this sentence is garbage. Rewrite it and you can decide if it's crazy or not. I will say that even though Grammarly does have a setting for creative writing, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is geared specifically towards writing novels because it still finds all kinds of colloquialisms and says they're wrong, even though they shouldn't be found because they're in quotes or whatever. So like if you're trying to write a dialect, if you want to have someone dropping their G's because maybe they have a really thick accent of some kind, uh, Grammarly is going to be calling those out as misspelled, and that can get really old really fast. You can add to the dictionary. I have to do that every time I'm working on one of my sci-fi novels because I've got so many crazy words that don't exist, so I have to add them all. But uh, once you've added them, it's pretty good about remembering it. Now, something else to keep in mind is that Grammarly works great on Word for the PC. It does not do what I'm talking about on the Mac version of Word. Uh, that is extremely frustrating. So I have Word on the Mac specifically so that I could use Grammarly. And then when I tried, it's like, nope, can't do it. And that really sucked. So whatever. I pretty much do all of my editing on a PC now. And hopefully at some point they will upgrade it and it will work on the Mac. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, they'll have already done that. Next up is the Word Editor. Honestly, it's pretty solid. It's the first thing I run 
uh, over the book to see if it catches anything. It'll help me with spelling errors. It catches some of the more obvious grammar stuff. It's kind of like cutting down the number of things I'm going to have to look at with a more intense uh, program like Grammarly. So it'll find quite a few of those. Now, they do contradict one another in some ways, so you've got to kind of keep that in mind. But beyond that, Word Editor is not a bad choice if you're going to edit it yourself for the most part, uh, especially if you can team it up with other pieces. Now, I know, again, there are tons of other editing programs. These are the four that I found that do what I want, which is to look at a massive book and help me find those errors. Uh, another thing, just as an aside and a bonus for editing, after I've run my projects through those editors I just described, I generally get at least one to three beta testers who will then go through, read the book, and if they find more errors, then that's great. And my final edit is generally me reading it out loud. Because if you read a book out loud, you will find a lot of mistakes, even if you've run them through all these editing software suites. It's not to say that uh, you'll find so many that it would be uh, unsellable, especially since major publishers don't find everything and they've got nine to ten people working on it and getting paid the big bucks. But you're going to find quite a few and, and be able to correct it. Anyway, editing is a whole massive topic to discuss in its own podcast at some other time. But that is pretty much what I use for my writing projects and how I've made a living writing for the better part of uh, six years. Uh, if you have any others that you would like to discuss, if you want me to go into detail, you're more than welcome to send me a message and I will fit it into a future podcast. But as far as today is concerned, I have to say that's pretty much all I've got to talk about. I want to thank you very much for stopping by. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, please check out the website at www societycasefiles.com or if you want to support the project visit www.ko-fi.com slash societycasefiles thanks very much look forward to seeing you next time bye bye